Coming to you live, this is your MTG Action 4 News Team. Hello, this is MTG Action 4 News, your news team for keeping things fresh in the multiverse. I'm Mr. Combo number 5, providing you new ways to lose your friends. We have Big Tuck, your breaking news source. Yes, and I uh, always remember, as the great Goblin War Chief, John Updike, once said, we are most alive when we're in ding-dong, dead, last place, and then some, somehow crawl, beg, and plead our way to a late-game win. Ding Very specific. Last ding-dong dead, sorry. Ding-dong dead. I have the scroll in front of me. It does say, in fact, ding-dong dead. So You sure that wasn't Thomas Jefferson? Mm-hmm. McGee getting caught up on meta traffic with Weatherlight Report. Oh, I'm bringing you the beat on the street. Then we have the head of CMD Tower himself. Well, looks like he's been taken control of by Empress Galena for the remainder of the episode. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, I do like that that one. That that smooth jazz Galena. Gotta love it. Those mermaid boobays. Thank you for tuning into your number six source of Magic the Gathering news. Go out there and vote for us to get an Emmy Cruel. It's get us that number one, baby! You, you are the only people out there who can kill this bit. It's not going to be any of the three of us. It's certainly not going to be me. Please don't make us do this again till 2022. Oh my God. Oh. If you'd like to know how to vote for us, go to www.mtgcca.com. And you know what? You could vote for us for uh, fan favorites, small yep. podcasts, small yep. YouTube channel, maybe yep. a squeeze crack pack video. Uh-huh. Uh, you know, just just really vote for us as much as you can. Long-winded answers are appreciated, but handlebar mustache pictures are necessary. Yeah, I even put my mustache on, on sure. today just for those. We're going to start off at the top of the cast and latest in carnage that ensued with 45. So I played a game. Um, it started a little bit late, which was fine. Kind of worked out for everyone. And this was uh, Sir Nathan, good old Spencer Rabbits, awesome. and the Goad actually came oh, out of hibernation. The Goad wow. made an appearance. Wow. He decided to show his face after the last uh, the last embarrassing time, huh? Let me guess. He played that that really mean, friendly deck, he calls it. Uh, no, he did not. He actually played Okagachi, uh, the one where if uh, someone had dealt damage to you the previous turn, if Okagachi, Okagachi deals damage to them, yeah. uh, you get to, I believe, exile a permanent mm-hmm. is what it is. Yep. Uh, so he played that. Uh, of course, Sir Nathan played Uncle Carl. Classic. Uh, Uncle Spencer Carl. played a death, death and Taxes deck, and I played my Teeny Weeny deck. So Yikes. it was pretty evident in the beginning. Um, let's just say... The goad must have peed in Sir Nathan's cereal at some point. He never apologized <laughs> for it, but he he was just getting assaulted left he and right in the beginning. Forehead, like bullseye. How did it feel Pretty to not much. be you, Mister Combo? It was somebody else this it time. It was weird. It was very weird because I should have died just like, way wait, earlier. Wait, aren't you supposed to swing at me? Yeah, I should have died way earlier. But I think it probably, and I think Sir Nathan even mentioned I had like blockers. And the goad really didn't have anything on board, so it was just kind of you know free access. Was he playing? Was so, it, is it a spirits build or? It's a friendly build, quote unquote. What is so, this with this? Okay, what is this okay. with this? everybody out there? Why with the friendlies? Nobody's friendly in this game. Nobody. So uh, you know, 
the goat started off real slow, just wasn't doing a whole lot, but th then eventually throws an assault suit down. Next turn gets Okagachi down, mm -hmm. equips the assault suit, and starts swinging. And of course, friendly I'm the Lexa, first one to like get friendly, it. Friendly swings. <laughs> and so of course I get it, and I'm like, you know what? I'll swing eight at Sir Nathan because he had like seventy or eighty life at yeah. that point. It was just, it was just crazy. I forgot that Sir Nathan gets it back, and then. He could swing at me, and because I attacked him last turn, he then gets to exile one of my things. <laughs> and I had just played Contamination, which is an enchantment mm -hmm. that turns all lands into lands that just tap for swamps and only a single swamp. And of course, you know, the goat's playing a five-color deck, then there's a two-color, then yeah. I think a three-color. Probably, so, pr you know, probably that wasn't a lot of big fans of that card around the table. <laughs> Honestly, Sir Nathan or Sir Nathan, I was surprised. Really didn't care. He only had two or three white sources, so I thought he would care, but mm -hmm. he really didn't. Mm -hmm. He wanted to try to get the goad back on his good favors. Uh, but you know, we're getting drained left and right, whether it be from Sir Nathan, from Spencer Rabbits, um, and then of course, whenever the goad and I would play our commanders, a board wipe would happen. Thank you, Spencer. Appreciate the four board wipes in a row or three board <laughs> wow, wipes, whatever four it was. In a row. <laughs> And so I got really lucky because I should have died way earlier. I wasn't really impacting the game at all. At one point I had the Liliana, the last hope. So I was doing like negative two, negative one to mm -hmm. just creatures. So they couldn't swing in and hit me. And I eventually did get an emblem off, but I could never really capitalize on it. Uh, and so Nathan ended up killing both the goat and Spencer came down to me. I knew I was going to be dead on the next turn. Top decked land concede. So <laughs> it was classic. It was move. fun. Uh, you know what? I'll take second place because I surely didn't deserve it. You know what really <laughs> sucks? That The exact moment you just had where you're in there and you're like, maybe I'll top deck something. Maybe something. And you don't even top deck something playable. It's just a land. That's just like yeah. the, the pit in your stomach's like, well, yeah, go ahead. Fire the bullet. Yeah, or, like, or like a 10th a turn land of our elves. You're like, awesome. Just what I needed. <laughs> well, Squee McGee, any games you want to talk about? Welcome to Squeeze Breeze. No, so uh, I got promoted to a, a new job within the brewery here and will be Ooh, consequently working 14 nice. days in a row. So um, I'll see y'all in two weeks. <laughs> Sounds about right. Are you going to be at yeah. the Drinkathon though? Or were you at the Drinkathon? Uh, no, unfortunately I was not. So unless I can get off where you're supposed to in the past time continuum, snow. The day of the drinkathon, which generally would mean that I would not have to work because nobody's going to come to the bar. Mm. But I don't know. Anyways, I'm scheduled to work. I would like to come if I can. I will, but I would not count on my presence in the past for this event that is in the future. Right. Wow, that was confusing. Sounds understandable. Yeah. Big Tuck. <laughs> I'm sure you have a Mr. Bever stream you want to talk about. I, I actually do. I, um, yeah, I want to hear about this because this was the first one I didn't get to join. Uh, so I got some bigger news though, which is more important. So I've done a lot of downsizing and trying to like get rid of some stuff. And I have come to realize that I have way too many cards, way too many decks that I don't like. And it's just becoming, it's, it's kind of reached a point where I was just like, I don't know what I'm doing anymore. I got a new binder. It's almost already filled up already with junk and rares and stuff that I need to put into existing decks. It's almost like somebody like, I don't know, me has been telling you that for years now that you have way too many decks. So I am starting to actually play and then immediately dismantle decks. 
What? Yeah, I'm fi- I finally did it. I finally, <laughs> I finally, I finally started pulling them apart. And wow! I, I did. Do you give him like a little, a little final speech, like a, a eulogy? <laughs> kind of. Play so like- I played. So I played my. I we played two games. Um, the first one was Kitty Cat's deck. Guess what? I played the cats. I did a bunch of damage. Someone board wiped, and I was out of the game completely. Wahoo! So <laughs> adios. But I had like a Miri's Wake and like a Zendikar Resurgent, a bunch of stuff in there. So I'm like, okay. Um, and then I played my my Reese slash Silvala deck um, and actually won with it. But uh, wow, I know, right? I couldn't believe it either. Uh, it turns out when I got your I got your old pal Sandworm Convergence out. And Beautiful card. I got your I got that out early with Savala, and then I got a Reese down as well. And literally, all I did was just sit there. We were playing against someone who had all flyers, and then like at the end of the turn, it's like, all right, populate with Reese, populate with Reese. That's it. That's all I did. And then I had like forty. I'm so wor- upset. <laughs> like forty worms, or no, I had twenty five fives. They kept giving me Saprolines for some reason. They just dumped them to me. So I'm like, <laughs> all right. And then I had Tristani out, so my life total was like eighty something or another. And I was like, all right. And then they just kept knocking each other out. And eventually, I was like, oh, decimator of the provinces. 500 damage question mark to one person so uh, i got i got my big win on that but as turns out reese word, is pretty good what do you know yeah but uh, as a man my word i have completely i deleted them off tapped out i uh com- wow I, you're not even keeping the deck list nope i'm done with it i'm done i'm cleaning house trading down a little bit so it felt it felt it feels great when i'm actually doing it but then i'm like what am i gonna do with these deck boxes what am I going to do with these rares that I don't have room for? <laughs> I was like, just about continuing. to ask, what are you going to do with like, I don't know, if you're getting rid of half your decks, like a good oh. 2,500 sleeves? I don't know. I don't really don't know, man. So anyways, um, it's see, see, that's where I think you're making a mistake. What you should be doing is dismantling a deck you don't enjoy anymore and then just creating a new one and then it still goes in rotation and then that way you still have one of each color pairing opposed to i'm done with it i'm just gonna ad hoc build because now you gotta you actually have to brew decks every week every time you want to play and that sounds terrible no no no. i'm not going i'm going down i'm not dismantling all my decks just ones that are crappy so i already have a selesnia deck that i like to actually play right um so i'm hoping they wouldn't have won like reese did though I don't know, man. I don't know. Siona's pretty good. Um, so I'm trying to pare it down to like, because I was thinking about it. I have a third decks that are good, right? Ish. A third decks that are kind of fun, but could probably use some upgrades. And then a third decks that are garbage that I just put together in a rush or I thought they'd be cute. See also allies, that kind of crap. So I'm still keeping the decks that I like to play and just cycling out all the trash and then going to trade for something else. All right. Well, sounds like I, wish, I wish you luck on your journey. I wish you luck. If you have any cards you need to get rid of and you, you, you think they're good for anything I got, do let me know. We will need it. Well, that's going to wrap up 40 Life in a Dash. Now to cover what's going on in your local multiverse. What's the plane chase? Uh, so we kind of came up with this and I've been workshopping it since we started talking about it. So previously, we talked about ways that you can win, right? And it was a big hoopla. They made memes of it about the art of the deal. So what my game on Tuesday reminded me of is that there's another way that you can use mathematics and play styles to win, but instead of dealing your way to victory, you're stealing your way to victory. So today I wanted to talk about the art of the steal and to mm. describe it mm. at a high yeah. level, it's pretty much the way Squee McGee plays, uh, the sit and tight I... to, some ex- to some extent, but to some extent, yes, it's kind of like, it's this weird role of like not getting out too fast 
kind of group hugging. You kind of play the politician and you always kind of you're kind of like you always like end up being one step behind everyone else. Right. And then as they slowly start utilizing all the resources to get rid of the other people's scary stuff, you just continue to go to go to go. You know, maybe um, a timely howling mine or, you know, oh, I'm going to blow up this enchantment that's making everyone else suck. Right. But you just kind of hang back and hang back and hope that you can kind of fly under the radar. Uh, and then eventually it gets down to a point where you either amass the cards that you need, the creatures that you have on board, or the other people have just knocked their life totals down such that you can just swing in at the last minute to pull in a victory and get a W and steal it right out from someone else's nose. It's a beautiful um, thing. So I thought we could go around and just say that even though, and, and this one's less of, there's this kind of four things I want to talk about after this, right? So that's kind of the description of it. So I thought we could all go through an example of a time where either we did it or someone else did it. Um, we also wanted to see if you guys feel like this is an accidental thing or purposeful thing that people do. Um, the viability of this strategy to win. And then finally, how to react to someone who does this consistently, a.k.a. Squeamagee. Uh, so I'll go first because it's <laughs> I just went over this. That's that's a Lala deck, ironically, which is somewhat in similar scope to Squeeze Reese deck. I just kind of oh, we'll I, I just kept kind of gaining life and just kind of hung back. And I think I had like a, I didn't think I board wiped or anything, but I just kind of did my own thing, was encouraging everyone else. And honestly, I just I was at someone's mercy for like a lot of the game. But I was always just like one step behind of the threat. When I was and also playing Savala, getting everyone to draw cards, I think that went over well. And I think also my my life my life total was so high where people weren't just it was kind of like uh Mr. Combo, you've talked about this before where your life totally gets to a point where they're like, well, when am I going to attack you for 10? And then you're down to 60. Like, yeah. okay, fine. I'll go after someone else. So that one, um, that was one that I, that I kind of stole uh, more recently. So Mr. Combo, is there a game that you, that came to mind for you recently where either you were the stealer or someone else stole it maybe from you yourself? Yeah. Um, no, that, that never happens to me. Uh, I am never allowed to steal a victory. Uh, so I can only kind of speak to my personal experience. Except for in the of, most recent 40 life in a dash. But I didn't win. I know you didn't win, but, but you did slide under the radar for the first time. No, when we do the art, I, when we do the art of the devil... Then that'll be yeah, there well. we go. <laughs> that, that'll, that'll be a me leading the conversation. Uh, basically, be be me, be Mr. Combo when you sit down at the table, yeah. and you are immediately the devil. Yeah. Uh, so, um, no, what I could say is I've, I'm usually the one trying to, as I talked about in the politician episode, I'm, I am very factual. Uh, you know, I will try to spin stuff in my favor, mm -hmm. but I never just outright lie. And so when the art of the steel is happening in game, I'm usually the one that's like, quit hitting me, <laughs> Mac Big Tuck and the GD face, because he's literally has a sandworm convergence and he's amassing all these worms and he's populating with Reese and gaining all this life. Why aren't you guys focusing on killing him? Um, right. So I see it happen all the time. And, you know, we'll, we'll get into more details later of how the strategy actually happens. Mm -hmm. But I see it happen in more games that I'm a part of than I honestly hear about. And I think that just has to do with reputation for stronger decks mm. and it being mm -hmm. a multiplayer format. 
people just come at me, even though there are very strong players at the table, like Acer Nathan or like even, uh, you know, like an MTG Lord of Leaves. His is a little 50-50. Sometimes yeah, right. he flies under the radar. Sometimes he is kind of like the one everyone's focusing mm -hmm. on. Um, but that, that's really what I've started to kind of notice. And it's a lot of reputation. If you play with someone in your play group that knows you, even if you play with strangers, they're like, kill him, right. kill him now. He will steal your wife, steal your kids <laughs> and give you his mortgage. Which to answer Mr. Combo's point, he puts his money where his mouth is and even goes as far to go into game, into game rooms on our boxing league that he's not even a part of. <laughs> Correct. Which is fair. So, so Squee, what about you? Do you have any examples either of yourself or as, um, or, or other people playing this sort of strategy against you? It's really hard for me to pin it down to one, considering this is just kind of my thing. Mm -hmm. um, so I'm, I'll give you a little backstory on why it's my thing. And I, I wrote a little bit about this in one of the Dear Squee articles. I think it was three or four. Um, long ago. So pull up a chair, kids, and let's have a chat. Uh, long ago. Long, long uh, time ago. I'm in a galaxy far away. 20, 2014, 2015. In that range, maybe 2016, the years have blurred together now. I played hey, Reese. I played Reese every game. And there was a string of a month or two where I won, like, all of them. And then I turned into Mr. Combo. I was the devil himself, the devil incarnate. <laughs> the entire playgroup, all of them, they were like, die. You must die. You must die now. And it just kept going in turn order until I was dead. And then once I was knocked out, <laughs> they would proceed to have a fun game. So I had to revamp my strategy a little bit because you can't just ramp up and do that every game with people trying to kill you, especially when they know every single card in your deck. So more or less, you know, to, to, to sexually term it, I was faking it for a while. You know, you just you go out there and you kind of play a couple lands. You play a few things. You, you just kind of talk yourself down a little bit. You know, you start off slow. Sure. And, and even to your point, Tuck, you said, you know, play a turn behind. I'd play two or three behind. Just be like, my God. I have only white mana. I, I don't even have a forest, guys. Like, whatever. Swing at me if you want, but mm -hmm. this is going nowhere. And then you put out some stuff that gives you hexproof and controls your creatures and helps you, like, actually build a board state. But right. uh, for me, it's more of a, a mindset coming from a long time ago when I was the arch enemy and I hated it, so I had to get out of that. And now it's turned into something that I enjoy playing so much that... <laughs> It's just kind of how I build most of my decks, you know, build them a little bit under the radar sure. stuff. That's kooky takes a little bit longer. Um, I really play for like, I don't know, seventh, eighth, ninth turn, not sure. fourth, fifth, sixth, seventh turn. Like uh, I'll play yeah, for yeah. the, the late game. That's what I go for. But yeah, nothing, nothing in particular. Cause like every game I've played has been me trying to pull some, off something some of that. Unless of you just like, <laughs> unless you get some stupid, like you draw Sarah, Sarah send it in your first hand and have everything. You ever oh wanted yeah. And then you're like, like, okay, I can go off to the races. Then you're like, F it. Let's just fucking beat face. But other than right. that, you know, nothing specific. Well, and I think that brings up a really good, uh, I think that brings up a really good question, which I think Mr. Combo, you're starting to get into. Do you feel like this is, this is something that happens that can happen by accident is always purposeful purposeful or kind of a mixture of the two i think it's a mix mm -hmm. so i think some people do just accidentally fly i mean think about it it's a four person game Technically, you have it's your hundred card deck versus three hundred cards right. because you got three opponents. So there's go and that's why sometimes with commander, luck is a factor. Right. I mean, yeah. it's just 
It just oh, so absolutely. happened that someone board wiped the turn before you drew your banger creature, your mm -hmm. crater hoof or whatever, mm -hmm. and you just need to get a little bit of damage through. I mean, that type of stuff happened through a Shieldred. But I will say the people that can do the, the stealing of the game on purpose are usually the most vocal people at the table against everyone else. Mm -hmm. They're the ones saying like, oh man, it's it, the, the person that steals the game, they're very much the politician. Yeah. And it's not necessarily that they're being political with every single thing that happens, but like I played a game on our boxing league two weeks ago. It was our second game of the tournament. Uh, I was actually in that game with Duff and one of the players, you know, it was close to the end of the game. She had, uh, she was playing that Lisa deck, the Orzov, um yeah, yeah yeah you pay life to get around commander mm -hmm, tax mm -hmm. she had a very good deck and she was one of the few that had flyers but it was at the end of the game tour like people are trying to kill her we're trying to wrap this thing up right. it's been like an hour and a half and literally every single person's turn she had the uh mana rock that you can give one of your opponents a oh, color of their choice right. And she just kept being like, hey, if you don't kill me, I'll give you the mana. And it's just like, no. And then it goes to the next person. If you don't kill me, I'll give you the mana. The people that are constantly like, please, please, like, yeah, don't right. do this to me. Do the kill the other people. They're the ones that know that they're trying to steal the game. And for me, those are usually the ones that I try to kill first because right, it's right, just right, like, right. I don't want to I don't want to hear the politicking anymore. So I do think it's a mixture. If I had to put it on a percentage perspective, I would say 30 percent of games that are won by a steal or accidental. It just kind of yeah. happened mm -hmm. that way. Mm -hmm. But I do think 70 percent are people that are aiming to do it. They may not say in their head, I'm trying to lay under, under the radar and steal the game. It's just their actions and play style are just notably they're a thief. Yeah, and right. that's what they're trying to do. Right. Um, Squee, what do you what do you think about the accidental versus purposeful argument? Um, I, I tend to agree with Mr. Combo there. I, I probably err more to like 50-50 accidental, like 50% accidental, 50% on purpose, like trying to sit back. What, what I've noticed, and this is a recent trend that I've noticed maybe in the last, I don't know, what, like six months or so. Um, a lot of the games that I've been involved with, the person that starts out the worst wins the game, whether it was intentional or not. Like mm. a lot of times you'll start out the game and your deck's just not firing off and people kind of just like, well, you're not a threat right yeah. now. It's really nothing to pay attention mm -hmm. to. Six, seven, eight turns later, you built up a big-ass mana base. Really, all you need is to top deck something really solid. Wait for a right. board wipe, top deck something solid, and swing through because they're all beating each other up. So, like, that's where I think the accidental comes in a lot for, for games being won, where you kind of get ignored for a while. Everybody beats each other up to 10 life, 15 life, something like that. And then, sure. you know, you luck out and you kind of squeak through the cracks. Um, but yeah, I agree with Mr. Combo. You know, the other 50%, a lot of the times they are really vocal. They, that's mm -hmm. how they play. That's what they're trying to do is, you know, kind of downplay themselves, upplay other people's stuff yeah. and like really get involved in the game. So, yeah, I'm 50-50 I'm on it. Um Myself, I don't personally like to talk as much if I'm trying to steal a game because I agree with right. combo too. It's 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 a big flag, but like, you know, if you're if you're shattering the whole game and, and you really aren't sucking wind and you're just trying to make it look like you are, people can sell. So you yeah. gotta you gotta you gotta hold your hold your guards back a little bit there when you're doing mm. that. But yeah, I, I I think there's a lot more accidental games out there than well, I don't know, man. Maybe I'm sixty forty accidental to yeah to on purpose. Yeah, and I think I, for me, I think it really depends on like the deck that I'm playing, right? Like more so than 
like I think the Savala win was just kind of shocking because that deck also like usually comes out the gate screaming because that's like what that deck right. does, right? Sure. But I think like there are decks where I'm like, okay, I know when I start this, I need I if I if I get if I let myself get behind and let the other people be the big threat makers, the chances of me winning are going to be much higher, right? Um, so I think like I I agree. I think like if you're if you take all the decks that you own as a whole, it is probably somewhere in that ratio of like 50-50, 60-40, either way. But for me personally, it just really depends and boils down to like the deck I'm playing versus the other decks I'm playing as well, right? Uh, which kind of leads me to the next point of is this a viable is if you this is the strategy that you're going to try to use consistently, build around, however you want to say it, is it viable? And I'm going to start with this one and say, yes, I think it is. I think the scavenger, I like, I'm not, no way. Now, I don't like this. Right. I think it's, I think it's pretty, <laughs> I think it's a pretty greasy way to win. Oh, right? it's definitely greasy. But again, it's like, it's that always sunny. It's always sunny episode where they have like the chain of like Dennis hooks up with a girl. She's emotionally, she's emotionally vulnerable. So then she goes and hooks up with Mac. Then she feels even worse. And then she hooks up with uh, Frank. Danny DeVito, right? They have this like chain of succession. Uh-huh. It's like this ecosystem they have. And to me, the the parasite the parasite slash scavenger, if they have the right decks behind them and are especially if they're playing with the right people who are more aggressive, or it's like turn two when someone's coming for someone's ult as a vengeance, it's kind of like you said, right? Like you play your mediocre deck, it's not as big threat, you're not doing anything splashy, but then people look up, you know, they're they're so far like embroiled in their own game of solitaire or someone else, then really? they look up and you're like, I don't have I can't do anything like i was too i was too vengeful for one person i thought i i had the wrong threat assessment with someone else um and then you're like oh this person just has been lying back this is also the classic single a ron win strategy this is how he wins every oh game. yeah for sure like every consistently game. every time yeah and he i mean and he wins like a fair amount um which is ironic because he's like but, the least but he's also very he's very good about being kind of to mr combo's point and what i was getting at there he's very good at being pretty quiet during the game like he right. doesn't cause a big stir or a stink he just kind of sits back and holds your cards like it's a poker game and then when it's time to play him he without fear or shame or anything just beats the hell out of people yeah just throws so, him so, down and is like well there's the game sorry so do you feel like based on that that it is a viable strategy to to try to build around or try to play through squeam well i'm not just gonna go and commit suicide here and say it's not i mean it's kind of a thing um I, I really do. It, it is a viable strategy. You have to do it correctly, though. There is right. a way to go out and play like this. Screaming hot starts? Never. Ever, 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 <laughs> never, ever, 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 ever. If you want to play like this, you cannot go out with a screaming hot start. One, right. people then notice that you got bangers in your deck and they're going to pay attention to it. Two, you're immediately the threat. Uh, I wrote an article about this. Don't play first turn soul rings if you want to play like this. So yeah. As soon as you put down a first turn soul ring, everybody at the table goes, "Oh my god, first turn yeah. soul ring!" He's ramping out of control. Just start yeah, swinging guy, at him, and once the first person swings head. at you, everybody else just follows suit and goes for it. So right. you wait to like put a couple mana down. If you don't have anything that you really need to play with that soul ring, why not put it on the board? Wait a turn or two, mm-hmm. plop it down, and you can tap it for your two mana later. Let everybody else build a little bit of their board state, and then to single Aaron and Sean's or single Aaron and Mister Combo's point, really don't talk a lot. Like yeah. do small favors for people, but don't play them up. Don't be like, Oh, I'm going to do you a favor. So you really, really, really owe me later. Like right. pay attention to this. Just like be like, Oh yeah, you can, you can draw a card or yeah, take a mana or do that. Don't mention it again. Move on. Just kind of be quiet, be in the background, but know that you have a plan. Like, 
Mm-hmm. You also have to build your decks. That's what I was talking about. Turn seven, eight, nine, turn ten. You know, if it's a quick game that's over in five or six turns, this is not an option. It's yeah, not, not going to work. Like you cannot uh, play in a group like that or in a pod like that. You're just not going to win. But if you play for the seven, eight, nine, ten, that type of stuff, then if you build your decks correctly, where you have a lot of mid mana costed stuff that you know you can hold back and will swing you over the fence when you need it to probably this isn't in my style but carry a couple of board wipes if you need them in situations because you can use those as favors for people and or to just save your own life but yeah i think it's super viable mr combo no (laughs) (laughs) it is absolutely not i was was hoping i was hoping you could stick to your guns there yeah, so it's absolutely not a viable strategy, and I think the reason it's not a viable strategy is we're literally talking about it on a podcast that gets a lot of listens and a lot of views. So here's the thing. If you only play with random people, whether that be on the Channel Fireball Discord, Magic Fest online or in real life, uh, you travel for a living like Lemony Lennings, and maybe you're hitting up different LGSs, Like, if you're not playing with the same group of people, then it is extremely viable because no one knows who you are. Right. But Squee McGee (laughs) told us a story of a younger Squee McGee and how he used to do this with his Reese deck all the time, (laughs) won a bunch of games. And then what happened, Squee? Just one sentence. What did you say happened to you after people caught on? To to me, playing the... The steal, the, the stealing the game. The sitting tight, oh, I'm just hanging back with my Reese deck. Don't worry about it. What happened after you won a bunch of games playing like that? Oh, I don't know. People started attacking me, but, you know, yeah. it's fine. <laughs> no, no, it's not, because you literally said you had to change your strategy and do your decks differently. Oh, no, you and heard me why. wrong. You, you heard me wrong. I changed my deck to this strategy because I was playing fast out of the gates and winning all these games. So then people targeted me really heavily. When I switched to the but, steel strategy, then I started winning a lot of games without having to have people on your radar. It was never somebody goes, oh my God, I can't believe he just snuck that out. It was just like, oh crap, that was what a coincidence. Like that worked out really well for you at the end of the game. But Squee, okay. I, I, so I agree to disagree on that point. But the, the, the point I'm trying to make is that your Reese deck was a sitting tight deck. That's all you ever mm-hmm. did was sit tight, even if you screamed out of the gates. And then it just so happened you ended up winning. That's still doing a stealing the game because everyone else is focused on everyone else. Mm-hmm. The issue is that once people figure out that that's the only way that you really play or that's the way that you majority like to play where it's, hey, I'm hanging back, no big deal. And then you get the win. When that mm-hmm. happens enough, people realize and they're going to kill you every time. Just like if you're a combo player or we could even using terrifying Tyler, people play with with him a few times and like oh your Marin deck is filthy you're going to recur something yeah. that's going to make me sacrifice a creature every turn I just have to kill you before you can do that mm-hmm. you can do any strategy you want but if you do it enough that becomes your reputation therefore people will kill you first and it doesn't matter who else is at the table so that's why no single strategy will ever work in magic yeah. unless you're just sitting, unless you're doing competitive, if right, you're doing right, competitive, right. Th- then your single strategy yeah, right. is everyone is just going to stick to their guns. Right. But outside of the competitive scene, if you do any single strategy and you're like, that's how I build my decks, that's how I want to win. You will 
eventually end up becoming a loser and not having fun playing magic so so to your point to how you would react to someone doing this consistently mr combo is just knock them out as fast as you can Oh, 100%. Yeah. And I would tell everyone, you know, uh, A.A. Ron has won our last seven games doing this, guys. He does nothing in the beginning. I get it. I'm playing Atraxa Super Friends, and you guys want to be terrified, but he will get the win. Right. Like, there's you nothing see, you can do beauty, to stop him. Because they know that you're coming for him also, so then they're going to swing at you for bringing it up, for politicking, and then A.A. Ron sneaks in through the back anyways. That- that's that beautiful. doesn't work that way. That's com- <laughs> that's completely wrong. So, oh, you were just saying at the beginning of this segment that you always get swung at, even if it's not meant to be. <laughs> love it, hundred percent. But that's that's why this strategy doesn't work because eventually, when everyone is in that same play group and they see it happen all the time, then they will kill that person. When I play with random people, I never die. I usually get first or second. Like, that's why when I started streaming, I went undefeated for like two or three weeks because they don't know my play style. And so I'm able to go in and be completely neutral. But when anyone figures out your play style and enough people at the table know that as well, they will just kill you. And that's just the way it is. You can't pick to one strategy. You have to be fluid deck to deck. One deck you're trying to steal and lay low. Another deck you're politicking and making deals. Another deck you're super aggro. You need to be very fluid with how you play. Now, here's the super meta for you. Now I'm going to have to reverse my strategy. I'm still going to steal the game, but I'm going to come in super hot and then go real cold in the middle. So people swing at you hard at the beginning, then you go cold in the middle, and then at the end, you still squeak out with just a couple of life. It's, it's, See, it's like endless. Black, you can do this all day. It's like a black and blue uh, steak, right? Where it's seared on the outside, yeah. but still cold in the right. middle. Yeah. You're, I come out with Reese, I come out super hot and heavy. I do like 10, 20 damage. I yeah. take 10 or 20 damage because people hate on me, get board wiped, then you sit tight for four or five turns. Then everybody else does their shenanigans. Great a hoof. Yeah, it's it's interesting because like I'm thinking now that I've realized that a single Aaron is like the lightning post for this in all, almost every deck he builds. But there's it's so hard because even when we play with groups like Parsons and Squee, people who know him, he still like somehow is able to do this consistently and still be a threat and still like build. So um, well, he I also mean, plays with a lot of counter spells and things yeah, that are very powerful world, while so. he's doing this. So he is quiet, but he has very powerful answers. So when you do try to yeah. do something early game, he can still be like, he's oh, just waiting yeah. on it. Yeah, yeah. I think that's I think that's about right. And I think I think Mr. Combo has the right idea where just pointing. I, I like there are times. You're in a weird you're in a weird bucket of your own, Mr. Combo, because you you because yep. you play powerful decks, but you're also well aware of other powerful decks and strategies. So you like shoot yourself in the foot from the jump, right? So it's just it's it's interest it's just interesting to hear from everyone else's perspective. So yeah, I guess like try to be more aggro, but I think I think the real strat here is if you want to play this, if you want to be good at this like last ditch effort sort of strategy, you have to have decks that will win faster that are aggro. You can't just run stacks and pillow forts and group hugs decks all the time and not expect to be blasted in the face. So Yep. It's an inter- it's an interesting thing, but yeah, I think I think we all have very I think I think it's interesting too now that we all have our own strategies and it will be interesting to discuss the fallout of I'm really interested to see what's going to happen at the drinkathon because we're fighting like this is the biggest mix of people who haven't played yep. together very much like people even like me I haven't played anyone here in Kansas City in months 
right? So, yeah. you know, whatever. And then we're bringing in people from the from the Discord and other Patreons that are that are joining us on this. Um who have their own wild strategies who've never played with any of us ever before right so i think it's good i think it's gonna be really interesting to see the output of that but yeah uh art of the steel very interesting and then coming in 2021 the art of the deville so uh with that i'll pass it back to uh mr combo well that's gonna wrap up what's the plane chase now in that last segment so he dives into those creative juices with the weather Welcome back to the Weatherlight Report, coming to you live from Weatherlight Chopper 4. I'm Squee McGee. Uh, oh, Big Tuck, you got me. Uh, EDH Rec doesn't have a whole lot on there, but uh, Commander Legends. So we're doing some Hello. Commander Legends today. Uh, decided to go with the Uncommon slot, because there's a lot of cool ones in here. Yeah. Uh, so this one's Emoti Celebrant of Bounty. That is I-M-O-T-I, for those playing the home game. Uh, three colorless, a green, and a blue. It's a legendary Naga oh, Druid. Right and it's an uncommon has cascade it's a three one and then it reads spells you cast with converted mana cost six or greater have cascade let's just uh let's just spin the wheel and see what happens who knows who knows where we're gonna go yeah this is really fun uh i think this could be slotted in the 99 and a fair amount of decks if you want to just you know give your spells a little bit more beef uh place a bunch of and what we're going to be doing here today is talking about a lot of big sorceries and, and spells like that that are splashy but this gives them a little bit extra to splash in there with them um yeah, I think if you did like a non-competitive or not even because my Jota deck's not even competitive. If you just did a more fun Jota mm-hmm. deck, I guess I should put it that way. This would be a bomb right. in the ninety-nine. Yeah. Uh, I mean, if it wasn't if it wasn't five CMC, if it had been like mm-hmm. three, yeah. I would have considered putting it in. But a three-one with Cascade itself that gives spells six or greater cascade for five just seems pretty expensive but i think if you're just kind of building a funzy draft chaff joda deck this would yeah this would push out some really funny cards well, I think that, oh yeah I this think- is this is a, a great entertaining like middle of the road kind of card mm-hmm. or deck where you bust it out it's like nobody's playing their beater decks but you're just coming out with you know some fun have a couple beers cascade maybe you hit something funny maybe you don't who knows yeah, and I also like how a lot of people, including myself, were like, oh, yeah, now there's, like, Cascade support. Just ready to look across old colors. There are 35 cards that have ever been printed, including the new ones with Cascade. So uh, I still got to work for a little bit. But all right, what's what's the first pick well, here? Well, hey, squeeze? now th- this could make it if you build it all 6 CMC or greater. You could have 99. Oh. Think about that. Ooh, yeah. 6 CMC tribal? It's feasible. Ooh, ooh. Well, I'm going to screw that over here by talking about the first card, which is a 5 cmc Shocker. <laughs> uh, so we're talking <laughs> Thrix, the Sudden Storm, T-H-R-Y-X. So it is three colorless and two blue legendary creature elemental giant. Has oh. flash and flying, but it reads, spells you cast with converted mana cost five or greater cost one less to cast and can't be countered. It's a 4-5. Nice. So this yeah. is just plop it on the board. Help yourself out with a little bit of mana because a lot of these spells are seven, eight, nine, ten. You know, there's a lot of big expensive things that you can throw in here and have fun with. Um, what I really like though is that it can't be countered. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think mm-hmm. this is kind of underlooked in Magic. That's probably why that Allosaurus Separate is so expensive because you know it, it protects yeah. all the spells that you're going to be casting. Um, and people are very aware in Commander. I, I would argue maybe two or three years ago in Commander, counter spells were not very popular. I mean. I don't know if you guys agree with that, but people didn't run them, at least in our play group, people didn't run them as much. But nowadays, every blue deck that I see has two to four in there. 
and usually yeah, yeah. some way to search for it or have one in hand and people are just sitting on them so commander's kind of swinging towards where it used to be and you know like when we played back in ye old olden days played type two and all that nonsense but it was just counter i'll counter your counter yeah. i'll counter the counter with the counter blah 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 um so i really like this effect because if you can get this onto the board then you're guaranteed your big splashy spells unless they have something bonkers it's gonna work yeah. um so next card i wanted to talk about also not over 60 mc what here the hell go. what's the cascade effect even for <laughs> no i'm building it up here it's it's a it's a process it's a process uh so this is thunderous snapper uh so it is a hybrid snapper. green blue for the the tune of four it's a turtle hydra uh also an uncommon whenever you cast oh. a spell with converted mana cost five or greater draw a card and it's a four four so now uh. we've knocked out two different things one you can play your stuff for cheaper it won't be countered two Whenever you play one of those big spells, you get an additional perk on top of the cascade to draw a card. Uh, I could see that because I question for the group: Do you draw the card or cascade first? So you, it, your cascade is on cast. Yeah. So you, if it was a six CMC spell and you have your commander out, you actually get to stack the triggers how you want because both oh. are going to happen simultaneously. Yes, how convenient! Yes. Very nice. Very nice. I like that. Uh, but yeah, this is just another utility card that you plop out on the board. I like that it's hybrid mana, so it's really not all that hard to get out there. Um, it only costs four to put out, and it's 4-4, four, four, so you got a good blocker. But uh, drawing cards, we all know it. We all love it. You need them. Draw more <laughs> cards. It's very helpful. We're playing big I'll, spells. I want to keep having more of them coming out. Uh, all right, now let's dive into some of the fun. So first ones we're talking about is some of my favorite artwork in Magic, and I can't remember what set this is. Lorwyn, maybe? Uh, Mind's Desire. So four colorless, mm -hmm. two blue, sorcery. Shuffle your library, then remove the top card of your library from the game until end of turn. You may play it as though it were in your hand without paying its mana cost. Then you get to Cascade. It's great. Yeah. And you might get to draw a card. I really like this. You know, we're going to be loading this deck up with a bunch of really expensive stuff. This one, with the Cascade, you'll get something. But then... So you top deck a 10, 12, 15 costed thing, whatever we can find. Uh, man, it's just cheap. It's, 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 got, it's, got some, it's got some juice to it. And mm -hmm. just to point out the power of this card, it is, in fact, banned in Legacy. Really? Wow. It's a, God, being a six drop, it's a that seems shocking. It's, a, it's, a, it's, <laughs> yeah. it's another storm card. And like, I know you didn't mention that, but the, the, you could be able to potentially maybe do this like get a, a copy of a storm count off it so to offset a little mm -hmm. bit of the cost to it um but yeah I, I like it shuffle random effects right in my mind <laughs> way over cost in checks a lot of Absolutely. boxes there we go <laughs> yeah yeah no this, this under a dollar yeah, 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 yeah. exactly that's it this is a squeeze special this is what we do here uh all right so last card we're going to talk about could potentially help you play that mind's desire again uh spell twine so five colorless and blue sorcery it's a rare exile target instant or sorcery card from your graveyard and target instant or sorcery card from an opponent's graveyard choose or copy those cards cast the copies if able without paying their mana cost exile spell twine this thing's yeah, great i don't know why i don't have this in my anawan deck this card is awesome yeah it's insane like, i I in a mill, in a mill deck when I'm dumping people's boards out into their graveyard, like I don't think this is even really overcosted. If you ask me, if you play this correctly with two yeah. big sorceries or two big instants, this is a banger. And I also like the fact that it does let you choose one from your graveyard, because I know that's what we've talked about with like the primordial 
Uh, mm-hmm. yeah. Where a lot of times some of the best spells are going to be in your graveyard, so at least you get the best one out of yours, uh, and then go from there. Mm-hmm. So I've always been a huge fan of Spell Twine. Um, I run it in mm-hmm. a fair amount of decks, and the fact that you also get the Cascade off it is just icing on the cake. Yeah, that actually seems really cool. Um, I, I've just, you know, and the same thing with the Primordials, though, and it's still my thing with this, and it's, I don't know, maybe it has to do with the fact that our playgroup, we have very diverse decks. Like, you sit at, it's not like you sit at the table and you're like, okay, I know there's going to be spell slingers, right. or I know everyone's going to be, like, creatures. It's like this weird blend of everything, so whenever I have to rely on my opponent's graveyards, I get a little gun-shy, because uh-huh. sometimes it's like, oh, cool. Uh, you know, like, cast this. I get Kadama's Reach, <laughs> and and uh, maybe something from my graveyard that's cool or awesome. Right. Path to Exile. Yeah, Yay. <laughs> yeah, that's um, what I was thinking. This in Anawan would be really good. In this deck, it would be good, too, because we're running a bunch of instants and sorceries that are big. Yeah. So you could rely on your graveyard and then just use somebody else's junk to play it if you needed. And God I think forbid, that's the you way you need to do it. In your graveyard or something like that. Sure. This is an expropriate for six that you get to, to bring it back. So like um yeah as long as you play this correctly i agree with you yeah it, it doesn't fit in every deck by any means i wouldn't call it a standard god forbid we call it a staple that'd be uh that'd be a shocker um, be shut down but but yeah if you play this correctly uh and in this deck i think it could be played correctly and you know you see it mid to late game a lot of the time somebody's cast some bomb sorcery some board wipes um you know take an extra turn you know do x amount of damage to somebody something like that right. There's a lot of that out there and being able yeah. to cast both of those and then cascade on top of that. And then if we're looking above, this is going to cost you a little bit less and you get to draw a card. Like you can start stacking a lot of these sure. effects. I think this will be a very fringe kind of mid tier deck. Like I wouldn't put it much past a six or a seven just because <laughs> you have no idea what's going to happen. Like it's very random, which is what I love about it. But I think it could be a lot of fun and I think it would make for something that I've kind of missed in a little bit in some of the games uh, that are more competitive is I really like the fun aspect of magic. And I've noticed that a lot more online games even have gone this way where it's kind of like everybody brings your good decks and you play really hard and everybody's yeah. trying to beat everybody down. But when you play it in person, there's a lot more of that kind of in-person reaction to drawing a card or top decking something to suspense stuff like that. So, you know, whenever, whenever COVID decides to fuck off, then maybe we'll build <laughs> this deck and we can start playing in person. Yeah. Well, something I'd recommend for this build because it it looked you know from the recommendations you made and even a look at the EDH rec page, it's going to be very heavy from a CMC perspective because obviously you're talking oh, yeah, like sure. if you want to if you want to really make it work, you do the six and above to get the cascade. Mm-hmm. I actually think the uh, uh, the three gods, the enchantment gods, would be amazing in this uh, Nylea because now that's given your stuff trample and yep, obviously you sure. need a way to like do damage. Uh, the Thassa would be good because I believe it forces one of your opponents to like attack with their creatures and um, you get to scry, which could potentially lead into oh, one yeah. of your cascades. And then the last here, your, your brainstorms and stuff. Yeah, that Thassa makes your creatures on that Thassa makes your creatures unblockable. Oh, yeah, OK, that's, that's, that's so, right. Which is, to your point, is even better in this deck when you're dropping your big bombs out. Right? Yeah. And then the and then the last one, the Simic one, is the one where your unspent mana mm-hmm. just becomes colorless. Mm-hmm. And so if you like a lot of times when you have these big mana decks, which will kind of lead into the Bruise and Builds that's coming out this Friday, sneak peek. Uh, sometimes you just like you drew a card and it's like, well, crap, I don't really have anything right now. So it's like I play my three drop or my mana rock, but now I got like six mana sitting here. At least with that, you could kind of dump the mana in and then maybe. Red 
get something where it's like, ooh, like this is a big mana spell. I'm going to cascade and I get to draw cards and maybe some of that extra unspent mana. And now I can pour right. into this. I, I think I think you want ways to kind of like uh, almost like the new artifact from Commander Legends. Oh, I don't have anything to spend the mana on now. I guess I'll just kind of dump it yep. in the bank and use it next turn. Yeah, yeah, and for uh, sure. I, 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 those are great ads. And to your point with the Nylea, too, I didn't really talk about them here, but obviously this deck screams with Cascade, like Cascade, 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 Dinosaur. They're going to have some big beaters out yep. there. Um, so, you know, having Trample on those if they don't already have it, which I, I looked through some of the, the higher CMC cards and a few of them shockingly did not have Trample or something like that when you're paying yeah. 10 or 11 mana for them. Oh, wow. So, yeah, being able to do that is very nice. Um, and again, as we talk about all the time, those flipping gods are impossible to get rid of. They just <laughs> sit out there. Can't kill them. Unless you got an exile spell, like you're just gonna deal with them. So yeah, uh, I, I think this could be fun. I, I think this is definitely an in-person deck because it, it's just more interactive, more fun, more yeah. random. Um, and and yeah, don't plan on winning all your games with this, but when you do win, it's going to be a blast. Anyways, yeah. I'll kick it back to the Action Four News Desk with Mr. Combo and Big Tuck. Thank you for staying with us, and as always, remember the great giveaways from CMD Tower and Level 1 Game Shop by retweeting, subscribing, following, liking, sharing, and hey, placing orders through level1gameshop.com. Another way that you can support your new team is head over to our Patreon, patreon.com slash cmdtower. With reward tiers for all the budgets, there is a way that you, the collective, can help. If you'd like to pick up some of our swag, just head over to cmdtower.com slash merch. We have playmats, we have sleeves, we have tokens, we have coins, we have everything but the kitchen finks. Is that right? Yeah, that's good. That's that's great. Oh, okay. <laughs> Big fan. You can stay in touch with you can stay in touch with your MTG Action Four News team by following us on Twitter, Facebook, and our website, CMD Cascade. You can communicate directly with your news team at CMD Tower at Miscarmator Five, all spelled out except for the five at Dear Squee at Big Tuck Tweeting from your MTG Action Four News team. Good, 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 good morning, 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 good, 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 good afternoon, 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 good, 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 good evening, 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 and 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 good, 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 good